Welcome back to the Bucks Rugby Pod. It's round three already, and once again, Bucks hasn't failed to deliver. Joining us this week is Wednesday's commentator, the original voice of Bucks Super Rugby, and the only man to get into a club with a backpack full of clipboards and a pair of binoculars, a Mr. Dave Rogers. Enjoy. Right then, lads. How is everyone? Early morning on a Friday. It's not that early, mate. <laughs> it's fairly early, but it's no, early it's, it's half night. It's, yeah, when you're freelance, you know, Rob, you have a lie in every day, is it? But there we go. Oh, mate. you I can show. There's one lad here who gets a monthly salary. He's got a real job and he's like, oh, you freelance boys, whatever. Just because you're balling on payday, right? I'm... <laughs> Yeah, he acts as if I'm like freelancing every day as well. I'm just, I just sat here like, yeah, let's have a relax. Yeah, yeah, just, just chill out. You know, the, 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 the financial crisis. You know, the existential dread every time the bills come in. Not a concern of ours. We, we, we were living through that all the time. <laughs> anyway, boys, we've had a bit of time to reflect then on the game. Dave, you commentated on Cardiff Met Exeter, the feature mm. game this week. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Now you've had a bit of time to uh, reflect. Two good teams. I mean, we didn't always see it over the 80 minutes. Uh, the first 40 was, uh, I mean, one for the purists. Needed a try, didn't it? Thankfully, we got one early in the second half. Um, I I mean, Exeter had a terrible start to the season, two losses. But I think anyone who watched that game will see that they are going to be serious again this year. As for Met, I mean, how... How, 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 how can I... Oh, look, am I allowed to mention individuals? Yeah, mate. We're of course, go for it. We're all for calling We love that we beef love instantly. No, 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 no. It's, 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 not, it's not beef. And there was still a lot of work to do, but there was that one incident right at the end of the game where there was a decision made. And I think everybody, apart from the person that made that decision, thought... <laughs> Oh, right. There are a list of things to do here. And that is probably at the very bottom of that list. Um, but I, no, again, let's let's go through it before we get to the 80th minute. Let's talk about the first. Uh, I thought Exeter, particularly uh, through Josh Barton in the back row, I just thought they managed the game better than Cardiff Met did. I thought Met's pack, the scrummaging pack, were absolutely superb. I thought the set piece was brilliant. Front row, uh, Joe Carl, Tyler Alding, Elliot Salt. Um, I Off the top of my head, six scrum penalties and a couple of hooks against the head as well. Uh, there was perhaps a, a little bit of a surprise that there wasn't a yellow card in the Exeter pack, but they did make the change. Um, Archie Rolls came off and he was replaced on the tight head side by Harvey Dunn, who needs a massive pat on the back, by the way, because <laughs> Harvey Dunn is trans uh, transitioning from sort of prop to hooker and covering the whole front row. But they've got a bit of an, an injury crisis at tight head. So he came in on the tight head side and I thought he, he improved the set piece massively. Um, in the first half, I don't think, pardon me, <clears throat> I've ever seen so many dropped balls in a Bucks Super Rugby game, greasy surface, high pressure game. Um, the 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 crowd building the atmosphere as well. I think the occasion just got to the boys a little bit. Um, but yeah, two two good teams, really good arm wrestle. Genuinely could have gone either way. Um, but yeah, <laughs> bingo, bingo, Mate, bingo, I, bango. That is it, the name that came to mind when you started. Uh... Started trying to trying to dig someone out, but you didn't want to name. No, names. no, no. Look, look. I'm not. I'm not digging him out because he's no. a hell of a player. 
and he scored a great try. And every time he gets his hands on the ball, it's a, oh, bloody hell, what's Bingo going to do now? Like he's, he's, he's showbiz and I love watching him play. But when the clock's red, when the set piece, both the lineup and the scrum are the two things that have been functioning for your team, you've got the chance to wallop it up the pitch, get within 50 metres, maybe win another penalty. If you get that penalty anywhere in your half, Brad Roderick Evans is on. You've got a shot at goal to win the game or you can go through the phases um, and, and try and make something happen. And again, that quick tap there, you're going to have to go through what? 15, 20 phases to get at the other end of the pitch. That isn't something that Cardiff Met did in the entire game. They just couldn't go through the phases. So, um, look, I'm not saying that 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 would have cost them the game. Uh, Sorry, that would have won them the game because Exeter around the breakdown. I mean, they're uh, they're back rowers, uh, particularly Vincent and Leatherbarrow, I thought were were superb. Um, But yeah, just just a mad game. Was it 18-0? Exeter were home and hosed and then... You know, yeah. the pack got rumbling. That's the thing. Tries from start, close range. When you start dishing out phrases like this game needs a try, um, <laughs> I think it pretty much sums up where the game was at. And you're not wrong. I think Bingo Ivanovic, he backs himself for a reason because he yeah, is that he flair player. who, And he, he was bursting through gaps in the extra defence all game. He just picked the wrong time to do it, maybe. Mm-hmm. The set piece for Cardiff Met was bang on. Yeah, on Wednesday night, and so it might not have won them the game, but you'd have backed them to get something done from that line out. It is what it is in the end. Dan John doing the business at fullback as well. I thought he was really impressive for Exeter. Yeah, he was. He was class. Um, Josh Barton was class. I thought. Uh, I thought Max Cortis was as well at thirteen. He wasn't due to start, but then they had an injury in the captain's run. So Dan John went back to fullback, and then Max came in. He was really, really good as well. And uh, and Beckinsale, who was playing at scrum half, but is a 10. I love I love a crossover 9-10. It's so French. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally here for it. <laughs> Griffo, you left at half time. So Seen enough. Know, yeah, he, Seen he was enough. that. He was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Following Paolo around. 3-0. Yeah, I was following Carl around all day, uh, doing a doc on Carl. Stay tuned for that. Plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was 3-0 half-time. To be honest, I was quite surprised in the way both teams were playing. Exeter really, well, coming into that game desperate for a win and met also after losing their first ever Cardiff clash. Um, it felt as if the game needed a try. And as you said, in the start of the second half, it did get one. I think met overall... You know, they are going to be disappointed. They've only dropped points at King Coy twice last season. And now they've dropped points. Well, they've lost technically their first two games. Despite one being at the Arms Park, they have lost what would be their official first two home games. So it's not a great start at home for Cardiff Met. They can bounce back, as they always do. You know, Danny Milton and guards, they won't be stressing about this. It's a long season. Anyone can beat anyone on their day. We've seen this season more than any, some shocks or some different results compared to last season but it happens every year the new crop of talent comes comes through and Cardiff Met maybe just need a few more weeks to gel as a team but they'll be back I'm sure yeah I I think so and it's not it's not panic stations yet is it I did say at the beginning of the show we'll talk about all the other stuff going on at, at Cardiff Met by the way I'm aware with you two here it's it's in danger of becoming the the Cardiff Met RFC Archers Sport Ooh. Broadcast Masters podcast, but um, that was our the, first name. 
it's re- it's really hard to get that into like an Insta handle though, isn't it? So yeah, we just uh, yeah, it, it's not quite ca- it's not really catchy, is it? To put it that way. <laughs> um, but what were we talking about? Yeah, but both teams have had a a below par start, so I wouldn't be too worried. One of the things that stood out for me with Exeter was all the ball they had in the Met twenty two in the first half. Over the years, because they've always been there or thereabouts in the top two or three of the league in the Buck Super Rugby era, but that style of play, that um, that that clinical style of play, once they get the ball in the twenty-two, they generally score. And I think three or four opportunities where they were picking and going, picking and going, and they turn the ball over or they cough the ball up. And I thought, goodness me, this is just so out of character. However. They found a way to win the game and very, very impressive to come down there. First time they've won at King Coyd, I think, since 2019, which doesn't seem like a particularly long time ago. But in a league that's only six years old, that's that that's an eternity. We've noticed so far this season, it is a little bit of who deals with that cycle of players the best after every season, because it is pretty unique for this league to have such a clear out from every single team. Mm-hmm. Met lost a lot of players last year. They had a few boys stay on, of course, because of COVID. They they maybe they maybe hung around as well. You've what you've had the pleasure of watching a couple of them with the Quins, Dave. And do you enjoy seeing the boys make it in the pro game? Like seeing the boys you watched in Bucks and then Mate, are you serious? I absolutely <laughs> I buzz off it so much. And there are a few lads at Quinn's. Um I'll, I'll yeah, forget it. I'll name them. Uh, Aaron Morris and Joe Marchant are like, oh, here he is, just nausing off about uni rugby again. Uni, um, <laughs> but there's there's so many there's so many there at Quinn's. So like, Lorde was part of that original generation of that that excellent team who dominated. Think about this for a, a uni rugby pack, right? So you had Tom Lorde, Sam Skinner in that pack as well. You had um, Silencel who was at Gloucester and now he's at Ealing in the Championship. Archie Hosking, who was probably the best second row in the championship last year. Um, Owlet, the prop, who was at Worcester and hopefully picks up a contract. All of those boys played in the same uni rugby pack. But then you fast forward and you think a couple of years ago, that Cardiff Met team who got to the Buck Super Rugby final, that classic against Hartbury, um, Northmore and Max Llewellyn was the centre pairing. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> we've spoke to Shenton and we've spoke to Charles Ryland so far yeah. on this little series. And they've both just said, if you're not in the academy setup, you don't need to panic anymore because there really is the next best thing in uni rugby. You get your career, your backup, I suppose you could call it, with your education. And then there was there were people watching this Buck Super Rugby League now. And we spoke about how much it had grown just since the start of our uh, mm. university careers. But can't imagine how much you've seen it change from back in 2016 when it started. The the thing now is it's it's really hard to keep track of who's doing what and where. It's whether it's whether it's Premiership, whether it's URC, whether it's um, English Champ, whether it's Pro D2, uh, where there are guys there are guys playing over in France and in like pretty good wedge in in France as well <laughs> yeah. in the in the second tier um it's just it's impossible my favorite stat is that now ireland are the only six nations team who haven't picked a buck super rugby player in the six nations um i think yeah i think that's i think that's pretty cool i i you know i don't i don't know much about how it how it works in ireland but i know all their 
all their teams in the URC have just got bonkers academies. And is it BlackRock is the is the college over there that a lot of the good players come through? So I, I don't know how long it'll be before um before an Irish player comes through and puts on and puts on that jersey at the top level. But yeah, Wales, Scotland, England, um, Italy, obviously, and then France with Thibaut Flamont, uh, all 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 Bucks boys playing in the Six Nations, and, and they'll probably be the same um at the World Cup next year, which is absolutely insane. <laughs> it's um, and what I think we'll see happening as well is off the back of the likes of Jack Kenningham, who's a who's a great example. He was with the Quinns Academy all the way throughout his university, but he played in Buck Super Rugby. They kept tabs on him. A uh, similar thing, I think, is happening with uh, with you and like loads of players. But I'm just picking single examples because, as I said, there's so many. You and Murphy, who's captain up at uh, up at Durham, um, he is with Sale, and he's been playing in all their Prem Cup games. But I think he's going to play Bucks and finish his degree before you know. Hopefully, if it's the right thing for him, going full time with them. Um, I I don't even think it's going to be looked at as a backup option now. It is a legitimate part of your of your life of your rugby pathway. Um, People watch the league. People are interested in the league. There are there are coaches and scouts and, and players who will tune in every Wednesday, or they'll you know keep an eye on the highlights or, or keep an eye on the on the Instagram of the content, and hopefully you know listen to this podcast uh, to to keep abreast of it. So, oh, yeah, am I right in thinking that little uh, Dormers was watching on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a message from Domers. I had a message from Max Nagy as well. Um, ex Swansea boys. He's a... Rob's mate. Did you know that? Rob's mate. Oh, Matt, yeah. All right. They're going <laughs> no, to like, barbers. No, like I saw him in the barbers. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, like, yeah. Of course. Copied his trim. Copied his trim a few times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> che- cheap barbers, is it? <laughs> <laughs> as cheap as they come, mate. He's mate. He's he's some player, isn't he? He's a he's a very very good player. Well, that's the thing that that when I started with Swansea. Um, four, four years ago now, rough. Um, <laughs> it, that was like Hugh Sutton's another one now playing with the Sprays, yeah. and he's the year below me. And that Swansea team back then, it wasn't really. You talk about the the, the rugby institutions in in the university league. I don't think Swansea ever saw itself really as as that. It was kind of this team that came together, like Saparksy was my year as well, and they yeah. kind of just fell upon this team that was just working in so many different ways. I remember watching Nagy and um, Precious Varsity at Arms Park, you know? And okay. it feels like yesterday, and you're thinking, oh, he's a decent player. And then next thing you know, they're doing something in the season, and it's like, wow, these boys can play. Hugh Sutton comes in the year later and straight into the team, and and, and they've gone on to some massive things. It's to see these boys kind of rock up, and some of them not even thinking that university rugby is as good of an option as academy rugby. And essentially, they've got the outcome they wanted because there they are, Rocking up for sprays now. Yeah, it's mad, and I think uh, Swansea are an example of a of a of an institution or a program or however it's worked. You've just got it spot on. I mean, Hugh Gustafsons does such a good job, and he's such a good bloke. And then there's that relationship between the uni and Swansea RFC and the Ospreys. I mean, for God's sake, James Hook coaches them. <laughs> <laughs> How many boys get to rock up to to fresher trials and then end up? getting picked for the elite group and a British and Irish lion, however many 60 odd Welsh caps turns up and, uh, <laughs> and he's there and he's their coach. But yeah, I mean, Hugh, um, I mean, it's a tough game on Wednesday, but he made his, uh, he got his first start in, in the URC. And imagine you're a second row 
So you come through at uni, you've got the chance to to sign for the Ospreys and train with the Ospreys. You want to develop your game and you're training with Beard and Alan Wynn every week. How is that not just the coolest thing in the world? But you still get to play on a Wednesday and still get to have some scoops with the boys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Griff, you spoke to Shenton about going from passing to his mates in training and then all of a sudden he's passing the ball to British and Irish Lions. It was quite yeah. mad hearing from him, wasn't it? It's crazy. It's happening all across the league. Even people like Fred Davis and the uh, and the lads who've gone to Bristol Bears, they're training with, you know, Alex, Alex Gens, the, uh, probably the up and coming, the next big, you know, yeah. prop who's definitely going to play for the Lions in the next series. I'm throwing my, you know, prediction hat out there for that. But, um, bold yeah, one that was, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Johnny is that bold. <laughs> These boys are coming through. They're going into... Well, they're coming from academy. Shenton started with Ospreys, of course. Came to uni. He was still a part of the academy. Then decided he was going to play for Met. He was with Met full-time. And now he's been signed by the Scarlet. As we've said, obviously, uni rugby is probably the way forward for a lot of these lads. It's a good social, but it's also a class way to get to the top of uh, of rugby in the UK. Also, from a, a club's perspective, it just makes perfect sense to sign boys out of uni um, for both in terms of player development, but also in terms of finance as well, because particularly in the premiership, everyone's squeezed by, by the cap. Realistically, apart from the absolute freaks, lads aren't ready for senior elite rugby at 18, 19, 20. They're just not. So go and play in what's effectively a really high standard under 23s league with the odd exception, the odd Van Wilder. Um <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah, Matty Marley as well. <laughs> How well old there's, is Matt? <laughs> there's a rumor that Fred's 37, but anyway, <laughs> and then it's almost as old as you, that dude. Yeah, well, no, it's uh, it's exactly the same age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you, so you do your three years, your four years, whatever it is, you're 21, 22, you're hungry, you're conditioned, but also you're cheap. Yeah. Um, and you know you you're signed on a on a senior academy contract one year two years whatever it is you've got that period of time to impress and if you impress you get a renewal or you get another opportunity it's 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 absolutely perfect and it almost seems bonkers that it wasn't formalized in this way many many years ago but i'm glad it is now yeah absolutely and you're not wrong about the players not quite being ready at 18 the technical oh, I, skills might be there. The physicality is the big difference. Yeah. Imagine being a, a an 18, 19-year-old type 5 forward. I mean, in fact, going back to the Ospreys and, and Hugh Sutton, um, we saw that at the weekend. Ospreys, they it was that thing where you can't pick all your internationals because they play too many games. So it was um, it was Hugh and Reese in the second row, but they were going up against uh, an Ulster engine room that had 400 games between them. You know, it's 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 a tough learning out there, but you know that happens in your career, and you get older, you get stronger, you get wiser. But the the great thing is, clubs are giving young players the opportunities to do that now. But also with the way um, sort of academy rugby works, and there's no there's no real A League anymore, and the the Premiership Cup is is a little bit weird. In that development period between eighteen and twenty two, if you're not ready for the first team, where are you going to go and play your rugby? You know, they might send you out on loan to a Prem club in, in Wales or, or a championship club in Wales or, again, championship or, or, or Nat 1 in 
England. Um, and all you're really going to learn there is that you're going to have lumps knocked out of you by old bitter guys who aren't going to be playing at the top level. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit harsh. There are some amazing players in Premiership and Championship and, and National One. But, yeah, play in a well-matched league on a Wednesday instead. Build some bonds, strap on the uni badge. And and as I said, get 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 bang on it on a Wednesday night. <laughs> that's what it's all about. You've had your fair share of that recently, haven't you? Did you have a little... Do you have a little can after the game on Wednesday? Me? No, I was at uh, I was at Danny Milton's Curry Club on Wednesday oh, night. Oh, nice! The elite yeah. club it that is. we're not invited to, Rob. It's it's invite <laughs> it's invite only. Uh, one day, one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, really, really, really good. Always get a welcome down there. Also, um, I'm assuming most of the people who listen to the podcast sort of keep up to date with the live stream, and I know it's it's very Cardiff Met centric because of the course that you boys did. But that new tower they've built on the halfway line for the camera angles and putting a, they're going to put the the gallery down there as well. It's unreal. It is. I'm going on record now. Clip this up. Put it out. It is the best ground in Buck Super Rugby to live stream games from. <laughs> but well, just fair. general best. <laughs> yeah, just general. <laughs> <laughs> Sold them to short. Fair, a that, that was the, those were the words I used at the beginning. So you can clip that. Clip and you that. Can be like Dave Rogers says, King Coyd is the best crack in Bucks. We're gonna edit him wizards on it later, mate. You don't yeah, know what yeah. you're coming out saying today. <laughs> <laughs> you need those headlines, <laughs> headlines, the tweets, mate. It's, it's it's amazing. Townsy and the crew have done such a good job there. Townsy and Ada living the living the dream. Um, but yeah, they they built this it's like it's essentially just a corrugated steel tower with a with an opening so you've got a great commentary position space for two cameras it's it it's the right side of the pitch so it films onto the stand uh and it's yeah it's fantastic so hopefully a few more a few more people take notice to be fair to nottingham um there, there's a great camera angle there because it's a, it's a balcony that looks out onto the pitch but minus points because they don't even have floodlights and that goes for exeter too nottingham uni exeter uni get some floodlights it's 2022 <laughs> <laughs> oh first of all it's nice of you to assume there are actually people listening you know, right. Cheers. And okay. secondly... Well, all I've got, all I've got to go by is the previous numbers that Burnsy and I used to get on the buck stops here. So, all uh, right. So and you've got to think like the league has grown a lot since then. So the pressure's on, boys. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Well, <laughs> pressure makes diamonds. Come on. There pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. Well, I have to crack on with a little bit of um the other games. We focused yeah. on Met and Exeter. A fair amount, lads. Uh-huh. Throw the question out there. Which results stood out the most to you? Oh, uh, right. Either. Okay, right. So, Griff, we need to go at the same time because it's got to be the same game. All right? Oh. So, I'm going to say one, two, three, and then we're going to say the two teams yeah. with the result that stands out, okay? Yeah. One, two, three. Cardiff, Cardiff Durham. Durham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. Absolutely no, no brainer. brainer. It's crazy. Uh, Cardiff, as in how have they done this? It's almost uh, unbelievable. We spoke before the Cardiff clash on, on the pod that we weren't sure what Cardiff Union are going to bring this year. I've spoken to you previously, Dave. We're not sure about the depth they have, but at the moment, everyone's fit, everyone's flying, three out of three. 
And first win ever against Durham in Buck Super Rugby. What a start. That's that's a legit win as well. I've seen Durham this year. We did them in the first week uh, of the live stream. I saw them beat a really good Loughborough team. Again, just like Cardiff Met and Exeter, I think they're two really good teams. I think Durham and Loughborough are both really good teams. Um, they've lost, obviously, they've lost all the the, the type five that, that took them to the championship last year. But all the boys who are starting now or all the boys who were on the bench last year, like Durham are stacked. They're a good team with good players who always travel well. So for Cardiff to not only get a bonus point win, but it was 29-21, wasn't it? And so, yeah. If, yeah, that's an eight point. So Durham don't even get a bonus point. That is enormous. And look, I really like Cardiff Uni and again, always get a great welcome there. And when I speak to Alan, he always plays it down. He's a very humble guy, isn't he? And he's like, oh, I don't know, Dave, you know, we've, we've not got the depth that the teams have got. Is that his accent as well? No, it's a very good accent, actually. Do accent. He's, he's just, well, he's quite softly spoken. He's like, we've not got the, we've not got the depth in the player pool of everyone else. And, I, and, and he's, he's basically, he's played a blinder and he's pulled the wool over my eyes. So I've gone into this season and thought, you know, maybe be a tough year for Cardiff. And they, they're at that stage now where, where all of the players who got them to buck super rugby are gone now. So it's a completely fresh group. I know there are some, some players like, like Ed Dunford and, uh, and, and the like who are class operators who've been there for a while, but a bonus point win against Durham. It's, Incredible. What a result. What a brilliant result. Yeah, I mean, unless Dunford you're from Durham, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. you're a Durham bloke. But from a league perspective, I mean, I know Durham will be gutted about that. They, they, they're good blokes up there and they take it super seriously, as they should, as, as everybody should. And 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 again, they'll bounce back and they'll be thereabouts. But that there are thereabouts. But that is, yeah, class. Absolutely amazing. And fair play to Cardiff as well. To to turn Cardiff Met over with the last play in, you know, the event of the season so far, the Cardiff clash that you boys, that you boys were at and you've talked about, and then to back that up and realize, you know, that it wasn't just the adrenaline, the adrenaline of the occasion that got them through. It was the quality of the rugby. And then to back it up. I mean, crikey. Yeah. Fair, fair yeah play. The question has got to be if they can carry this on, because if they, if they carry on this terrific form, c- could they be at the top by the end of the season? I'm not sure. It's, but it, it is a habit, isn't it? As they, everyone says, winning is a habit. When you start winning, it's it's difficult. Well, then you get it in your mind and then you're going into every game thinking, look, we can do this. We've been yeah. the league champions. Who can't, well, who can't we be? And then it's a case of how do you react when you do lose? Because they will lose. I'll go on record and I will bet you boys now that there will be no undefeated team left in this league by Christmas. Ooh, well, there's only one now, is it? Well, oh yeah, yeah. In fact, there is, isn't there? Because... <laughs> You've got some mental predictions, boys. That's what you come to the pod for. Just putting it all on the line here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Car- Cardiff. That's that's class. Um, Bath beating Hartbury is an interesting one because Hartbury have already beaten Exeter, and so so Bath maybe. Yeah, they had that one disappointing result, and then I had a feeling that this was the the week we were going to find out a little bit about Nottingham. Because as I said, Nottingham, uh, Loughborough, um, they were beaten by Durham, which was fair enough. Then they beat Exeter up at Epinal Way. Uh, and I just thought Nottingham, those two wins, wind in their sails. First East Midlands derby of the Buck Super Rugby era, which is, uh, which is cool. And I hope that's a, 
that's a rivalry that really develops in the same way that the Welsh rivalries have, and now they're proper contests. Um, certainly a lot to like about uh, the Nottingham team, but that is their first... Welcome to Buck Super Rugby, lads. It's not going to be that easy. Um, uh, and their run Wednesday. of fixtures is not very, uh, not very kind either. No, They're but they spicy have, next four games. But they have shown that they can do the business at home, and that's really important. So I know it was only a short away trip to begin with, but just a, a lot of learnings. Um, I'm not worried about any team because you know why would you why would you worry about a team? But it's not been a brilliant start for Beckett. It hasn't. <laughs> no, not only I think they've they've lost their obviously first three. It's not been pretty. They've lost to Swansea, Nottingham, the new boys, and then losing again this week wasn't a great result, especially to think welcoming Swansea to their patch, who I thought mm-hmm. maybe he'd struggle this year, but it was an emphatic win yeah. by the Swans. For me, it is maybe slightly worrying losing your first three in those fashions that, you know, they haven't played the big boys yet either. And that's going to be painful for them. But I don't want to, don't want to try bait you out here, Dave, but it is, it is worrying. What I, what I will say is a couple of seasons ago, they were bottom of the league at Christmas and ended up in the final. And this is why we've got you on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) This is the knowledge you bring. Yeah. Yeah. They were the last, the last year that Hartbury won it, it looked like they were, they were hopeless, but they're never hopeless because Kerry's a good coach and Colin Stevens is a good coach and they've got good players. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you don't get your combos right, or you've got a couple of injuries and, and you can turn the corner. Um, yeah. They, they, they were bottom of the league at Christmas. And that, that was in fact, back when Burnsley and I were doing the, the podcast and every week we'd be like, Oh, you know, you, we stupidly like idiots. We do a predictions league. And then all of a sudden your DMS are a bomb zone because everyone's, <laughs> calling you all kinds because you said their team's going to lose but then you know they started winning and they started getting momentum and then they um then they turned some teams over and they won the quarter and they won the semi and eventually they 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 lost in the final to to Hartbury at Twickenham but so yeah I mean it's not it's not great shipping 40 at home but they they know that so I'm not going to climb in and I'm not going to sort of bait them out but yeah they're, they're they're a good club and again Traveling up to to Yorkshire at any time is is bloody hard work, but I think when they do get that first win, it's going to feel amazing. And hopefully for them, it comes it comes pretty soon because you know you said winning is a habit, losing is as well, and losing with your mates is rubbish, absolutely rubbish. It's a long old season. Teams can turn it around. Mm-hmm. So bearing that in mind, boys, we're going to have a little little quick thinking task for you two. Dave, you're in the cold on this one. Griff, you've got, you've got a little bit of info. <laughs> What we're going to do, I'm going to ask you both a number and the number corresponds to a team. And I want you to just give me your quick thoughts on this season so far and what you think they're going to do. Just a nice little summary. So sort of predicting. Sort of predicting. We're not going to, we're not going to uh, get you to put, put, put your head on the line. But Here we go. You know, just give me a little something and, and what you think they can do in the season. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dave, you're up first, mate. <clears throat> six. One, six is Loughborough. Uh, good team. Yeah, really, really good team. Um, I they they when they lost to Durham, they were like Durham were the better team. But to then bounce back and beat Exeter, really good. And then to to get a comfortable bonus point win against Nottingham shows what they're all about. Uh, love Charlie Titcombe at ten. 
I think he is class. Uh, be interesting to see what happens with him as well, because he is slash was a Worcester Warrior, played for them in the Prem Cup. He was on, on the books with them. Um, but yeah, as a fresher, uh, like Roma Zhang, I, I think they were the only two freshers involved with the England students team at the end of last year. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're playing, they're playing good stuff. They've got a good program uh, like Exeter and like Cardiff Met. I'm trying to think who else. Definitely those two. They're trying to balance a, a good National League program on a Saturday with, with Bucks on a Wednesday. I think they're going to be close to the top. I don't think they'll win the league, um, but I think they'll be certainly in the position for a home quarter final. Um, and yeah, we'll see. And as an old Loughborough boy, it's just nice to see them doing well because if they're if they're honest in the Buck Super Rugby era, compared to how they were in the sort of mid two thousands and upwards, they're probably a little bit disappointed to have not had one of those big finals occasions. So maybe this year or next year or or the next couple of years might produce that. But yeah, Loughborough done. Your go, Griff. Done, Griffo. One, two, ten, please. Sue. Um, I'm gonna go for number ten. Number ten is Leeds. So go go easy, right. mate. <laughs> Hang on, I th- I think I, th- I I I mean I'm not saying I'm Alan Turing or anything, but I think I've cracked your code. Ref, look, we don't need to talk about that. All right, <laughs> maybe there's a code, maybe there's not. You can pick the next team. <laughs> okay. Then I might just throw a wild card in there for. I might just make it up. Okay. <laughs> what you don't know is there's nothing in front of me, boys. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Anyway, anyway uh, sorry, sorry, Chris. Overall, Beckett. Yeah, we've spoken about them briefly a few minutes ago. Not having a great start to the season. As Burnsley mentioned, first game of the season, maybe going through more of a transitional period this season, trying some new stuff out, maybe throwing the ball around a bit more, less pack-orientated maybe this season. But for the next few game weeks, I think they're going to struggle uh, leading into Christmas. But of course... Anything can happen. They're playing Exeter, Loughborough, and then Cardiff Uni, who are on a hot streak at the moment. So dangerous times for Leeds Beckett. No doubt they can turn it around. At the end of last season, they had a huge win against Cardiff Uni. I think it was 76 points they scored at home against Cardiff Uni, despite, of course, Cardiff Uni having a weaker side, um, to say the least. But they might struggle for the next few game weeks, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna go for ninth. I think someone else is gonna have a poor a, a worse season than Lee's Beck. I think they might Aww. recover. Don't ask me to say who. <laughs> someone will. But I think Beckett, I think they'll stay definitely stay in the league next season, but it's not gonna be into the quarterfinals this season. Okay, right. I'm gonna go number one and I've written down who I think number one is. Well, if you're right, I'm changing it. So <laughs> okay, so on, you, t- you you tell me who it is. All right, I'll I'll tell you who it is as we go. Ready? Three, okay. two, one. Swansea. Oh, damn it. Who have you got? <laughs> I've I've put Cardiff. I just thought you were Ooh. doing the league. I thought you were doing the league positions. I thought that yeah, was well, what your was, code but, was. You know, while Griff was talking, it mixed up a little bit. But <laughs> 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 so funny enough, as it always was, Swansea, mate. Oh, as it always. Okay, Swansea. Um, yeah. Really, really positive for them to get that massive win away from home on Wednesday. And I think they'll be buzzing off that because losing the um losing the first couple of games and then losing that early Welsh derby as well. They won't have been particularly happy. Club's in a really good spot. 
really good group of players, um, really good skipper. He's a good guy. And and of course, Hugh's doing a great job. And also a lot of um a lot of news around the uh relationship with the Ospreys, and and that becoming a, a genuine pathway now for boys that that want to play in South Wales. Um, I yeah, I really like the team. I'm really positive about the team. Um, their goalposts have changed. And I, I mentioned this in the stuff that we did at the or goalposts have moved, should I say. I mentioned this in the, the stuff at the beginning of the season. Last year, they knew they were a good side, but they were underdogs and they had obvious targets. Their obvious targets were to win more games against the Welsh teams and then to win that varsity game to make up for that huge scoreline that Cardiff Uni have been dining out on for years. Oh. So they did that. They beat Cardiff Uni twice, then they beat them at Swansea.com at Varsity, and they beat Cardiff Met at Kincoid, first Welsh team to do that. So now they don't have those obvious targets. What is their what is their motivation? They aren't underdogs anymore. Does the mentality change? So I think once they once they work out what that identity is now, that's when we'll see the best of Swansea this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've said we said pretty similar things from the start of the season. It was almost immediately clear when we when we went down to St Helens for the first game of this season. Swansea aren't that underdog team anymore. Yep. There was and the crowd know it as well. Yeah, yeah, losing to Nottingham and again being quite quite toothless if we're honest, which isn't something they were last year. They had a really rugged pack. When people came down to St Helens, they gave them hell whether they won or lost. Um, but it, it felt like if it rained, put the mortgage on Swansea. <laughs> um, but but yeah, they 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 just didn't they just didn't really fire a shot against Nottingham, did they? And that was that was quite a shock. Um, but yeah, I I think they'll be I think they'll be just fine this year, Swansea. And I'm really looking forward to seeing who the next players are that end up really going well in the Welsh Prem with Swansea or stepping up to the Ospreys. Very exciting. It is indeed. Griff, last one then. Uh, so, so far we've had one, six and ten. So yeah. I'm going to go... Hmm. Number eight. Number eight is the Mighty Bath. Interesting season Ooh, for them so far. Bath. Interesting season. Yeah, they were... Super close with Cardiff Uni in their first game of the season. Does that indicate that they're going to be, you know, pushing towards the top of the table, beating Hartbury, of course, last week as well, and then a win against Leeds Beckett? What's that? Is it a cup of tea? Cup of coffee. Coffee on tap in in the Dave Rogers household. It's not a bad life, boys. Anyway, sorry, (laughs) as you were. Well, I would love a coffee if you could get one down to Cardiff for me. <laughs> However, carrying on with Bath, yeah, two wins. It's been we haven't seen them on uh, one of the streams yet either, so it's I'm sort of in the dark uh, on the way that Bath are going to be this season. But obviously, last year wasn't quite the year. they didn't quite gel as they used to. Of course, in previous seasons in Buck Super Rugby, they have been a bit of a force. They have been able to push towards you know the top end of the table and going into quarterfinals, semifinals. The season that Cardiff Met got to the final, of course, Cardiff Met beat Bath. However, before yeah. the game, you could have said Bath were favours to take that one, being at home for that fixture. So, of course, Bath, one of the giants, I guess, in Buck Super Rugby. They've been here, they've seen it all before. 
I reckon they're going to have a decent season. But I do it's hard, too. It's hard, to, too. it's hard to move away from what we've seen last season because I guess it's so fresh in the memory. We're, we still sort of go left Brexit to Durham, met at the big teams. Well, you're forgetting that Swansea are coming up. Bath have, all, have had class seasons before. Hartbury, of course, they won three on the bounce. Uh, that, well, the only other team who won the playoffs is Exeter, which was last year. So there's so many good teams that could push the top four. Bath, fifth or fourth. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. And even though they've not got to the, the latter stages of Buck Super Rugby um, since that semi-final against Cardiff Met, that was such a good game, by the way. Um, George Simpson, who's at Doncaster now, scoring tries for fun, actually. He's, he's having a class season, Simo is. Uh, he scored a beautiful try, hit a line that day. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, great day. Um, anyway, at Bath, I digress. When you look at some of the players that that programme has produced in uh, recent years, so Jack Kenningham, Miles Reed, Tom Doughty, uh, Max Ajomo, all of those boys have, have worn the Bath Uni colours. It's definitely a programme that's that's doing its job. Last year was just a bit grim, sort of injuries and bad luck. They used eight hookers last year, which is mm. which is crazy. They must have just been knocking around the cafe beforehand, like, mate, have you ever played hooker? Like, who has got eight hookers <laughs> who can play who can play Buck Super Rugby level? Um, the the rumor mill is that Aaron James is quietly confident this year. And he's another one like uh, like Alan Flower, who just plays it down all the time. Uh, I think he's really pleased with the group he's got this year. And that's good to see. It's good to see other teams because Bath have been a, a uni rugby powerhouse for, God, bloody centuries. I don't know. So to see them back doing bits would be would be really, really, really cool. And it's a great, great rugby town as well, Bath. But yeah. it's mental about the league. Like last year, the top four was as it was. Yeah. It's almost impossible to predict who's going to... Because someone's going to break in. It's not going to be the same. You've got Cardiff Uni, top of the league, three from three, beating Durham. You've got Bath, who look bang in form. They lost to Cardiff Uni, who were top because of that victory. So you can't write Bath, Bath off now. Hartbury beating Exeter. And Cardiff met an Exeter, losing two in the first three, respectively. Like There's going to be some changes. It's impossible to predict. Look how close Exeter's games have been, though. Because didn't they? Wasn't it a one point, one point against Hartbury? Yeah. Two against Matt. Then. Yeah, remember. and then it was close against Loughborough. I think they got they got the bonus point. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they have had. Yeah, they have been close. Every yeah, they were within week. ten and against Loughborough as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and that that's the thing. There there are a couple of outliers there. So Loughborough Nottingham was a big differential. Uh, as was Swansea and Leeds Beckett, but then 29-21, 21-23, 19-27, these are all really competitive scorelines, aren't they? And that's 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 the magic bullet for the league, I think. Right, so, boys, after we've just discussed how impossible it is to predict this league, guess what I'm going to ask you to do now? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not predicting the league. Are you kidding? Are you no, kidding? we're not going to predict the league, but we are going to get you to do... A couple of predictions. Oh my god! Dave, this is your it. chance to go up against Burnsy when he does make his appearance as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do for next week's games? I'm going to give you the game, and I just want you to predict the outcome and the score as well. You're going to get one point. The score, the score, yeah. So you get one point for the correct result, and you get a nice little bonus too if you get the correct score. All right. Oh, t- for a correct score. Yeah, all right, lad. Bonus too. Little bonus too. 
Look, thing is, Boons would be straight in there. No question. Wait, if that. you if you if you correctly guess a score, they should carry you into that ground on a golden throne. That is <laughs> come on. I'm giving you two. There's room for negotiation. All right. But we're going right. to go up ahead and start with Durham, Nottingham. Result here. One point for the result. Two for the correct score. Griff, do you want to go first? Oh, I'm jumping in on this as well, mate. All right. Yeah. Um... You two are going head to head and then all the guests, whatever score you get, Dave, there'll be a little Ooh. league table at the end of the season and uh, whichever special guest comes out on top, Maybe like... well, I have a go every week, so if I'm not <laughs> top of the table, there's something wrong. Playing for pride, lad. They used right. to do this on. Um, oh, what was the what was his name? Used to do match of the day. Miserable geezer used to play for Liverpool. Mark. Ah, oh, Lawrence. Yeah. So so they do it, and he'd guess every week. And then um, he guess against somebody else, but they added all their scores up against all his scores. So that was how it. Oh, that was yeah. I just had an idea, boys. What we're gonna do is Griff's gonna play every week, and we're gonna, <laughs> gonna, all the commentators are gonna guess, and we'll add their scores up and just go head to head, right? So uh, Durham not again, Griff. Durham not. Uh, I'm going Durham victory. It's gonna be a big dub for Durham. Score. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start? Where to start thinking of the score? You don't want to be too harsh, but you want to be realistic. Uh, Durham, let's go 38, Nottingham 10. Yeah, I'm thinking very similar. I think it'll be a bonus point win for Durham, and I think Nottingham will leave empty-handed. I think it'll be very similar to the Loughborough score. So you, what did you say? 38-10? I am going to go... 30, 42-7. Uh, no, because he's not going to make all the kicks. 36-7. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> yeah, bit harsh. Yeah, no, he's gassed them all up. Actually, not. No. Next up, Exeter leads Beckett. Another interesting one, given what we spoke about so far today. What are you saying, Griffo? Ah. <sighs> I wanted Dave to go first there, but just to sense what he was going to go for with the score. But I'll uh, I'll I'll throw my neck on the line here. Um, Exeter another home dub um, score. Can't lie, it's going to be a painful day for Becky. I'm I'm questioning if they're going to get on the board at all, to be honest. Um, but I'll I'll give them benefit of the doubt. I'll go Exeter forty five. And I'll go Beckett seven. Uh, you're, you're literally you, you're you're taking the words right out of my mouth here. Bonus point win for Exeter, uh, Nulpoa for Leeds. Let's go forty ten. Forty ten. I'm gonna have to mute my DMs if if anyone gets hold of. <laughs> uh, hey, and and look, d- lads from Beckett, if <clears throat> and when you listen to this, if you if you do win the game. Slide in my DMs. I'm Monzoing you some money, and I'm getting the first round in. All right, because I'll be super stoked. I'll be really almost, pleased. Almost sounds like more of an insult, lads. If you win, mate, you can have as much <laughs> as you want, don't you? No, mate, it'd be a, it'd be a nice surprise. It spices things up massively yeah. if they can get a result. Yeah, it'd be all wicked. All and I'm and, and I'm and I'm rooting. I'm rooting for them. I really am. I'm rooting for everybody in the league. I don't want anybody to go out and get pumped every week because these are all good players they're all good lads um and it's it's hard when you're on the wrong end of some results so anyway yeah. next game please bath cardiff met 
Ooh, tasty. That is a tasty game. Perhaps the the nicest looking fixture of the week. Then we got a couple to come, but Bath Cardiff Metcalf. What yeah. do we think? Can Cardiff Met make a splash in Bath? Um... <laughs> it's been written on the back <laughs> of your hand since last year. I'm gonna go for. As they said, we are quite centric here, and. I think Cardiff might are going to win. This is, I might be going with my heart instead of my head here. I'll do it. Go on. Cardiff might are going to win. Go on. Roma, so. Roma's going to score. Oh, bad <laughs> man of the match. Shock. <laughs> uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a penalty um, heavy game. Brad Rods, I'd imagine he'd be going back into the team because mm-hmm. looking at how Bath have been playing, they've been superb. So if Met can. Keep the points ticking over with Brad from the boot. I think it'll be close. I reckon no try bonus point either way, but Bath will have a losing BP. We'll go for Cardiff Met 22, Bath 19. Um, oh, God. After after I went for Curry with with the boys the other day, <laughs> I'm going to get my invite revoked. Um I think after the uh, after the disappointment of Wednesday, I actually think we've uncovered how Cardiff Met are going to play this year. And I think it's going to be a nightmare playing against them as they develop. I think it is going to be kick to the corner. It's going to be catch and drive. It's going to be looking to tear people apart in the scrum. And I just think playing against them is going to be horrible this year. They're going to really beat some teams up. However, Bath have got the wind in their sails. Um, it's at their place. I think Cardiff Met will get a losing bonus point. I think they'll be within a score, uh, but I think Bath will win 28-24. Some high scoring game. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good game. Again, I I don't think I don't think Matt will get a try scoring bonus point because as, as you alluded to I think a lot of those kickable penalties instead of going to the corner I think Brad will start and I think he'll go for posts and they'll just keep the scoreboard ticking over because that wasn't something that they were able to do on Wednesday and ultimately I think that was the difference in the game Yeah I was about to jump in and say that on, on Wednesday they didn't have the boot to go for because they had some from well just inside um, Exeter's ha- half yeah. in, the, in the first half of that game and decided to go for the corner instead of mm-hmm. Going for the post, so Brad's going to be back. Yeah, yeah, but then they backed their line out the rest of the game, and it was pretty yeah. fruitful. So oh, <clears> they could the, go the, either the way. Out, the, set, the set piece, the set piece was was brilliant. And I mean that going back to it, Archie Rolls, <clears> who <throat> apparently nearly ended up at Cardiff Met, to to come in for your debut at Tighthead and just be going up against Joe straight away on the loose head side is what a brutal introduction to Buck Super Rugby. <laughs> Horrible. Anyway, he'll be back. I'm sure. Uh, next game, please. Our next game, Swansea Loughborough. Interesting one again. Swansea pretty successful last week. And Swansea beating Loughborough last year as well at mm-hmm. home at the back end of last season. Yeah, mm. and then Loughborough beating them in the playoffs on the 4G. Then wasn't it? It was. Mm. Plenty to think Ooh. about, boys. And this is yeah. this is what's making it difficult. Swansea Loughborough. Uh, Loughborough, two wins in a row. Against good uh, against uh, against a good team in Exeter and a developing team in Nottingham, I think they will get a bonus point win. Uh, I 
Oh, they've not conceded many tries either. I think Swansea will try and keep them close, but won't get a try bonus, but might get a losing bonus. I'm going to go Loughborough, oh, Loughborough 30, Swansea 23. 23. Right, he's giving you a little bit of time there, Griff, to have a think about your answer. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna back the Swans here because <laughs> they were good in their first game of the season against Cardiff Met, right? Then they went to Nottingham, didn't quite get the result they wanted, beating Beckett last week. They're back home. They've got the crowd back on side. Not sure how the Leftwood boys enjoyed that last time they were down there. I haven't looked at the forecast yet, but it is quite miserable in South Wales at the moment. So that could also play into the hands of Swansea. I'm going to go for a close a close game. Uh Swansea will go for Swansea 25 and Loughborough 21 going away with a losing BP. It's got to be said, boys, are these fixtures come true? We're in, a, we're in for a hell of a week next week. I hope week. so. Every week's <laughs> a great week in VSR, boys. Absolutely. Um, go on then. What's the final one? The final one, Cardiff Heartbreak, which oh. might not be as straightforward that... for Cardiff as you, th- as you might uh, think initially. I think that's a good game, you know. I think that's a cracking game. Yeah, yeah. close. It, did you say Cardiff Hartbury or Hartbury Cardiff? Cardiff Hartbury. Yeah, that slightly changes things. Um, yeah, I mean Hartbury, uh, Hartbury, a good outfit, mate. But Cardiff, like, let's. We've already alluded to it, but let's call a spade a spade. They are the the surprise package of the season. Yeah. I thought, you know, when they won the first game, great. Won the second game, I was like, fair play. But be, beating. You you beat Durham, you're legit. You've arrived. You're a you're a top team in this league. So Oh, and Hartbury. They've already beaten Exeter. Good outfit. Lost to Bath. Who Cardiff beat? Mm. Cardiff are going to win by a score. Cardiff are going to win by a score. Both teams are going to get try bonuses, and Hartbury are going to get a loot. This is going to be a high scoring game. This, this is, is going to be an absolute corker. Yeah, 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 exactly. Corker. Yeah, but by get yourself, uh, get yourself down to Fan Rumney. Um, 36-31 to Cardiff again. Like all these Hartbury game. boys, Dan Murphy's just going to punch me in the face next time he sees me. He's going to be like, "What are you doing? Predicting against my boys?" Um, Griffo, what do you reckon, mate? Is your heart gonna gonna lead, or your heart and head linked a little bit now? Because Cardiff are playing well. Uh, yeah, Cardiff Uni win bonus point. We'll go thirty-one. I don't think Harper's gonna have a good day. I just feel as if Cardiff. What are you basing that on? (laughs) Heart. Yeah, my heart and my head and the vibe that I got. But as soon as vibes. he's been hiding the Cardiff Uni badge <laughs> all year, as soon as they start, oh, do, do you know I went to Cardiff Uni for my undergrad. <laughs> did you go to Cardiff Uni for your undergrad? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I genuinely didn't know that. I knew you went to Swansea, Rob. He does a good t- job of covering up. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Kean, who's on that Masters course. He hosted oh, yeah. the, 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 um, the, the live stream the other day. And I was like, well, how is the Cardiff clash for you then? He was like, oh. He's just... never won. He's never yeah. won a Cardiff clash. Oh, he? yeah, yeah, of course. He had, he had a rough Cardiff time clash. in the semis. He was stood there with a camcorder on the side of the pitch thinking, for God's sake, makes the change over. And Cardiff Union <laughs> win for the first time since he started <laughs> Uni. 
Oh, 30s. No, yeah, f- a full-on stinker. But um... <laughs> Drift, Cardiff win 31-2. 31-0. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cardiff, Har- I, I think uh, Harvey will go for 15. Quite generous, you know. I just sort of just picked that number out of anywhere, but we'll <laughs> go for 15. <laughs> right. Look, it's hard to argue with any of your predictions. You've all oh. you based them pretty reasonably, but you just know that won't be the outcome. No. You just know it's going to throw something yeah. up. But th- there's been surprises every single every week. week. And we'll wait and see what the results are. If anyone listening wants to play along, you can tweet your predictions at the Bucks Rugby Pod on Twitter and uh, we'll see how it goes. It'd be interesting to see what, you know, the real fans, the intelligent Buck Super Rugby fans who listen to the podcast, you boys the noses. It'll be interesting. are, if we put anything up, because obviously we were in Met last week, Met will always be 100% Met. Whatever game they play, everyone will be backing Met. But no, it's just like, do you follow? Do you follow Premiership Rugby on? Twitter, there is always uproar every week because Quins have got the most engaged social media following. So there's always like nine Quins lads in the team <laughs> of the week because everyone votes. They'll be swooping into those polls. Have you, Lil Birdie told me one of the coaches at Quins fancies a Bucks comms debut? Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not going on record as saying anything until it actually happens. But we're always talking about people are watching this league. There is somebody at that club who watches this league who has potentially inquired about the possibility of maybe jumping on uh, the, the mic. So be very, very cool, mate. Be very, very cool indeed. <laughs> so a lot maybe... of exciting things to come then. I hope so. I really, really hope so. I, I'm the fact that we're live streaming games again. The fact that you boys are doing this podcast, the fact that Cardiff Met are going to be live streaming all their games and a few other universities are exploring doing it too. Um, the fact that the boys who used to play, we talked about Max Nagy already. So he was, he sent me a picture. He was watching the game. Domers was watching the game. Um, yeah, it, it sort of sucks you in, mate. And once you're hooked, that's it. You're done. I mean, I'm, I'm, let's do the maths now i'm definitely closer to 50 than i am to uni age and i still absolutely love it so here we are i mean that probably says a lot more about ma- me than anything the maths else. running in your head there working out if you were closer to uni no great stuff lads we more or less done join us in the predictions at bucks rugby pod on twitter this will be out on spotify however quick we can get the edit done basically We've been chatting for about nine hours. So uh... (laughs) So for anyone still listening. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. I've really enjoyed this. And I'm glad you're doing it too. This league needs a podcast. So keep up the good work. Awesome. And we'll see you again soon. And hopefully get Burnsy on as well to have a little... uh... Burnsy, I'm calling you out. Oh, by the way, if anybody knows a good joiner who does kitchens, get in touch because Burnsy needs one. How expansive do you think this audience is, lad? All All you need is one listener who is a joiner or knows a joiner. Like, that's that's the miracle of the podcast universe. Right, Burnsy needs a joiner. Other than that, we'll see you next week. That's the any other business done. (laughs) (laughs) Good work, boys.